Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley. Each week, I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon preparation, and they'll share with us a few things that we didn't hear from the sermon on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Hey, Joey. Welcome back to Cut for Time. Hey, we're back. I'm coming to you live from Iowa in a back bedroom of my parents' house where all of the cousins are roughhousing in the living room. So just ignore the background noise of five cousins, three brothers and their wives and two dogs and a cat and my parents. I think we should just go ahead and get a shot of it and if, you know, or like just go ahead and just get a sound bite of whatever's happening in the other room. Yeah, you want me to take the laptop out there so we can just record uh, the dog pile on, on my on my brother, everybody's uncle Kevin is getting squished underneath a pile of writhing small humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you also apologize for the audio, which actually doesn't sound so bad, but you had a hard time getting your headphones to connect. So yeah. And I didn't bring the good mic with us. So, oh, well, yes, that's all right. Hey, this is the best. We are lucky to be producing an episode this week. So this is great. Um, all right. Welcome Joe. Back. Good for time. Welcome back. It is uh, every week. <laughs> <laughs> mediocre quality. Um, you never know where what you're going to con- get. Yes, where the content where we don't pay more for fancy sound. <laughs> Except when it's like a nerd alert, I'll pay for that soundbite. I'll pay for that. Yeah. 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 Good. Good call. All right. So, Joey, why don't you give us a recap? You gave us a little bit of a recap of the uh, series so far since we took a break. Yeah for Advent. So you can kind of put both together a recap of where we've been in Galatians, where we're at right now, and a little bit about your sermon from Sunday. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, quick recap of Galatians so far. If you're, if our listeners recall, Galatians is probably the earliest written letter in the New Testament. It is Paul quickly writing off a letter to churches he had just planted and left in southern Galatia as he went back to his home base in Antioch. And he's slapping out a letter to him quick before he goes down to Jerusalem to um, essentially argue with the apostles there and be like, okay, this whole Jew Gentile thing, we got to figure this out because it's splitting the churches out there. Like in Jerusalem, it might be working better because it's predominantly Jewish, but out here where Gentiles are being um, converted, we got to figure that we are coming to Jesus, you know, to the, (laughs) to Israel's Messiah. We got to figure out how they come together. And Paul has had, 10 or 15 years to think through all these implications already at this point and think through the law and how does this apply and what's happening at different levels. And so he's writing to Jews and Gentiles and he keeps going back and forth in the letter between who his audience really is. Uh, He's going back and forth saying, okay, Jews, you got to understand, like you've been redeemed out from under the law. So don't try to put Gentiles under the law. Gentiles, you got to understand, like you've been adopted as full sons in sons in parentheses or in quotes, I mean, into the family so don't try to put yourselves under the law and he's going back and forth saying you guys are both in the same state so unity here unity is what's most important Mm -hmm. so i guess that's the recap of the book so far where we were now is continuing that argument um but digging more into um israel's history in a sense talking about their spiritual exile and what it takes to come back from that exile to be bought back out of the slavery that is exile uh, and and saying to Jews, like, you've been redeemed, and to Gentiles, you've been adopted, and then to Gentiles, he's going to say in next week's passage, you also have been bought out of slavery. Like, you guys are coming from the same situation. Stop trying to 
manipulate each other into being more holy in order for God to accept you. Mm. Okay. Showing them their common ground, how similar yeah. they are. They think right. they're so different and they right. really aren't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So Joey, was it difficult to prepare for your sermon and prep the passage when you were in Advent mode and Christmas mode, and then you yeah. had to like turn on a dime and poof, now we're in Galatians. You know, back into Galatians. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, yeah, it was a bit of like, oh, this is a hard turn um, coming out of it. How do I weave, you know, it's the first Sunday after Christmas. So in the traditional 12 days, we were like second day of Christmas, the Christmas season. Like, how do you make this a Christmas sermon? Um, and then uh, as I was doing the study, I was like, oh, this is one of only two places where Paul talks about Jesus's birth. You know, he, he never mentions the, the birth of Jesus anywhere else, uh, except for here in one place in Romans, I think. Um, like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's a Christmas tie-in. And then as I was reading, um, preparing for Sunday's worship, I usually look at, um, at lectionaries in the Book of Common Prayer to be like, okay, what, what are the prayer emphases of traditionally the second Sunday after Christmas in this case? And what are the scripture emphases and stuff like that? And I was like, oh, it's this passage. Like, it, it's, it's literally this passage is read in the lectionary every year on the first Sunday after Christmas. Like, oh, that's awesome. It's a pretty good Christmas passage. So um, the, the actual reading uh, every year is uh, Galatians 3, 23, and 24. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law and prisons until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. And then it skips ahead to chapter 4, verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we, we might receive adoption as sons. And then on to the Abba Father uh, part of the passage. So like, well, let's turn for Okay. So, so you know. Help make the turn for me. Into, yes. Yeah, back into Galatians, but still in Christmas. Yeah, super. Um, all right. So what did you need to cut for time on Sunday? And did you have to cut it shorter? We had kids in, you know, in service with us. Did you feel that pressure? And so did you cut out more? Um, yeah. I mean, I cut a little bit of the sort of higher shelf content. And then I switched up all the uh, um, illustrations to be more about like my experiences as a kid and the tour list and all of that stuff. But there were kind of, there were a couple of things that I cut uh, for time. One was, one I won't really get into, it's more of a, a speculation about what might, what sort of implications might be underneath this passage um, from recent research into um, medical documents of the time. Uh, which has brought out some of the uh, some of the relationships between the word uh, for elementary principles and the word for the babysitter and the law and how those things interrelate and how those words were used in in medical texts. Anyway, super fascinating. Won't okay. get into that at all. That's in the cut for cut for time. Um, <laughs> but what I didn't skip, and I wish I could have figured out a way to to work this in, but it would have just meant going longer. Is how much for one through 11 is an Exodus story. So in the, in the Jewish mindset, especially second temple Judaism um, of Jesus's time and Paul's time, uh, the solution to exile is always Exodus. So if you're exiled, you know, in Egypt, then you need an Exodus. You need to be rescued out of Egypt. If you're exiled in Babylon, then you need a new Exodus that leads you out of Babylon. If, as most second temple Jews believe, we're the, Jewish people are still in spiritual exile, then they need another exodus to lead, the, lead them out. 
So if you read 4, 1 through 11 with the Exodus in the back of your mind, I mean, the, the parallels are all like right there. Um, you're a slave, even though you're a son of the father who owns everything, you're under guardians and managers until the date set, until God says it's enough, right? And then when the fullness of time has come, when, when the time is set, God sends Moses in the first Exodus. In this uh, case, he sends his son um, to redeem, that's a buy you out of slavery word, that's an Exodus word, to redeem you out of slavery, but in this case, to redeem you out of the law so that you could be adopted as sons. Now, there's differences there, right? In, in Exodus, in, in the first Exodus, the people were bought out of slavery because they are sons, because God says to Israel, you are my son. In Galatians 4, we are bought out of slavery in order to become sons. Uh, so there's some difference. But even then, there's more parallels. When you're in the desert, you know, the, the presence of God is with you, and the Torah, the law was given in order to... to um, create the kind of life within you that that god desired of his people and in galatians the son is sent and the spirit of his son is sent with you so you have a revelation of god's name he's abba father you have the the spirit of god leading in this case not a pillar of fire or cloud but actually the spirit in in us which makes us the place where heaven and earth come back together us individually and the church as a whole you're not a slave, you're a son, you're an heir, you're going towards and waiting for that final inheritance. And then of course, eight, nine, and 10, it, verses eight, nine, and 10 here, it's like, why do you wanna go back to slavery in Egypt? Why go back to slavery under the elementary principles, the building blocks of the world? You've been already bought out of that slavery. Why would you wanna go back? So yeah, all of those Exodus parallels are there, which is pretty fascinating un, um, underneath the uh, surface of it. Uh, it Almost every time Paul talks about uh, our salvation, our being redeemed by Jesus, there are Exodus echoes. Because I was listening to someone else talking about, uh, not this passage, but reading Paul in general, and said we have to keep in mind that Paul, that we are reading in English what Paul wrote in Greek while he was thinking in Hebrew. And the thinking in Hebrew part means like all of the life of a Jew, of a second temple Jew, um, revolved around the Passover celebration. Everything was an Exodus story. I mean, everything had parallels to the Exodus story. And so every time you read Paul talking about our salvation or us being rescued, it's almost always you're bought out of bondage, you're bought out of slavery, you're purchased out of it, you're given new life in a new direction, waiting for an inheritance to come. It's always Exodus. Mm -hmm. so. And that's relatable to the Jews who are reading and hearing this letter. Yeah, right. And, um, and so you mentioned like verses like going through 11, we see this through 11 and we only went through seven this weekend. Right. So, um, is this something that we should like kind of keep in mind as we're listening to the next passage and we're listening to the next sermon? Right. It's this idea of Exodus. Definitely keep that in mind because, um, this is, you know, eight, nine and 10 are in the parallel, they are the, the Jews in the wilderness waiting for the inheritance, the promised land, which is us waiting for the promise of, of heaven coming back to earth. And so in that same time period, you know, we're, it's like, man, it was really, it was really nice back in Egypt. Uh, one commentary talked about, I'm trying to remember the phrase now, something about the, uh, the unbearable burden of freedom just the heavy, unbearable burden of freedom that it is so much easier to be easier in the sense that you're not responsible for yourself. It is so much easier to be told what to do and to be back under bondage to those who will just 
guide, direct, and even oppress, it's, that's easier than being responsible for yourself in your own life. Mm. Um, yeah. So, but don't put yourself just back like, in the story. Now I need to pause the podcast and just like ponder that for a second, what that means yeah. that. The well, and I think that's down. why we, you know, we tend to think that the, um, the choices are slavery to, you know, something or freedom. Uh, but the choices are really slavery to something, slavery to yourself, or as Paul would put it, slavery to God. Mm-hmm. Those are your three choices. And which one of those three masters will not destroy you, but actually give you life? Well, only one. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Joey. I appreciate your time and taking some time out of your um, family vacation and Christmas celebration so thanks so much for recording with us and shout out to anna who's sitting next to you and being an angel this whole time say hi hi, everybody Uh, i don't know if you heard that but she says hi it's like a little mouse okay (laughs) all right thanks joey merry christmas and you too happy what is okay this is going to come out on wednesday which is 29th the third day fourth day of christmas Happy fourth day of Christmas, everybody. Happy fourth day of Christmas. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithliveitout.org or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.